Welcome to the Dramatically Different Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Cheryl Ravelis Majapinto, and I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and a certified lifestyle eating and performance therapist. I specialize in emotional eating, and I am also the owner of Healing Heart Nutrition and the creator of the Gain Control of Your Eating program. Join me, and together, let us gain some perspective on how to finally end the guilt behind how we actually eat and to actually start living your truth today. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I wanted to talk today about some things that have been coming up really over the past year. I feel like it's been a lot uh, more over this past year than prior before. Years ago, I used to work in the diabetes sector. I was a certified diabetes educator. And um, we used to have, not that we used to, we do still have medications called the glucagon-like peptides, which are the GLP-1s. And these are a class of drugs that help reduce blood sugar. And they have been uh, administered and recommended to people who have, you know, who have diabetes. And the reason why is because GLP actually will help um, reduce blood sugar by stimulating or knocking kind of on the insulin's door. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it today is I'm finding that a lot of my clients, again, over this past year, have been coming to me and asking me about Ozempic, Wagovi. Those are probably the typical names that um, most of you who are listening are familiar with. And there's a lot more interest where it's not so much regulating blood sugar, but more so for weight loss. And I wanted to kind of give you a little bit about my experience with it and explain to you how I approach the question when my clients do come to me and ask me, you know, hey, Cheryl, is this something that I should do? You know, I've been struggling with weight loss and the doctor has recommended it. So, um... Yeah, so the GLP-1, these are, you know, again, the glycogen-like peptides. And these are medications. These are actually injectable medications. This is not something that you orally take. And, you know, believe it or not, GLP, we actually make that. It's actually a hormone that we actually make, and it's produced in our gut. So in the right circumstances and in the right understanding, um, you know, that is something that, if we want to enhance, we can do. But I think understanding what happens is really important. And a lot of the research has suggested that people that maybe have been struggling with their weight um, or that is overweight, maybe chronic dieters, that the that GLP ha- is lower. It's lower, right? So it not only helps with insulin regulation, it also can help with um, signaling the brain to tell you that you're full, right? So let me explain insulin if all of you don't understand what it is. And I think the easiest way to explain insulin is what I tell my clients is think of it as a key, right? It's a key to open the door to your cells, right? We need cells. Cells are our building blocks of our body. And Lots of times our cells are filled with other things like lipids, you know, cholesterol and that type of stuff, you know, 
excess amounts of sugar. But essentially, when we eat food, specifically carbohydrates, it turns and it breaks into sugar. The insulin gets signal. It comes out. It's the key. And it opens the door to our cells to allow that energy to get into our cells from the foods that we eat, right? Um, so GLP, you know, that helps signal the insulin, but a lot of times when we're overweight or we have other chronic conditions, that insulin can become sensitive, right? It can become resistant. And essentially that just means I explain it as the insulin getting kind of lazy, right? So when you knock on the door and you're like, Hey, insulin, I need you to, you know, get me the key to let me in. It's kind of like, I don't really want to get up right now. Right? So that's, you know, I think a good visual to help you to understand what insulin does and the GLP actually will help, you know, kind of stimulate that insulin and get it out. And again, it can also help us to feel satiated because it can trigger um, some neurological functions in the brain. So what happens, someone comes to me, they want to go on these, you know, Ozempic or Wagovi, again, it's the GLP ones because they think it's going to help them to lose weight. So I might say to them, okay, well, how long have you been at this weight? Generally, if you're, you know, at that overweight mark or obesity mark, which I hate that word, you know, 10 or more years, then, you know, you're struggling with your weight. Why are you struggling with your weight? You're generally a chronic dieter. These people that have come to me in the past, they've gone on and off diets. It's neither right or wrong, but they are searching, right? They're searching for a a tool to help them to get to where they want to be, thinking that if they get to this weight, that their life is going to change. But the one missing component that I find that a lot of these clients that I have or people that I've worked with in the past or anyone that just asks me, they don't necessarily have to be my client, is they really don't want to get to understand what their everyday behaviors are like. And I have mentioned this before, and I'm going to say it again, you know, it's generally not about the food. It's always, most of the time, about our behavior. So when some, someone comes to me and asks me, I usually kind of like to look and take a step back and say, hey, before you consider going on this, right, because there are side effects, you know, there's a cost associated with it, and then after the transition of you getting off of the medication. So there's a lot um, to it. It's not just an easy answer. And again, this is neither right or wrong. This is just my approach. I always look at their lifestyle if they're open to talk to me. And, you know, as always, you know, I am a registered dietitian. I love to eat. I always look at their food. I look at their behaviors. I look at their food preparation. And most of the time, these people are restricting carbohydrates and they're not eating fat, right? So I'll say to them, why are you not eating fat? And they're like, well, I think fat's bad for me. Okay, well, what kind of fat are you eating? So healthy fat actually helps to slow down the digestion of our carbohydrates. So what are healthy fats? I mean, olive oil, avocado, uh, coconut oil, and some of the saturated fats from our, um, you know, grass-fed dairy. You know, some saturated fat is okay to have into our diet. So I always encourage people, look at your fat. If you're not eating any, make sure you eat some. Of course, protein. Doesn't matter if it's vegetable-based protein or animal-based uh, obviously, the vegetable-based proteins sometimes tend to be a little bit higher in carbohydrates, but as long as you're pairing that with some healthy fat, you really should, you know, be more satiated and you should have more blood sugar regulation. The other thing is we do need carbohydrates specifically because it provides us with energy. It's just 
you want to try to maybe focus more on the complex carbohydrates or what I call them is kind of like our slow burning carbohydrates. Well, what's an example of that? Our non-starchy vegetables, whole grains, and citrus fruits and berries. These are all going to be things that I really look at and look at the behaviors. Maybe I provide some meal planning, um, you know, diet modification in terms of what they're eating. So that's the first thing I look at. The other two things I also look at are essential. Why? Because it can, it it can impact our ability to want to make the right choices with our food. And the first one is sleep. Sleep is a huge component. Um, it is, it is out there that people that get poor sleep or that wake up and are not feeling rested, they are more prone to be overweight. They're going to have less energy, right? And let's face it, your mood can predict your food. So if you're tired, right? And, and you feel like you want more energy, you're going to pick more of those, you know, quick carbs, uh, you're going to be less prone to want to get up and move and do the things that you need to do. So proper rest. I always tell people, you know, when's the last time you purchased the bed? Sometimes purchasing a new bed can be a really easy fix if you're not sleeping well. Um, so it's something that, you know, I would encourage you all to kind of think about if you're not feeling rested when you wake up or you're feeling like you're not getting a good night's sleep. If you're not, well, there's, all other reasons why. It could be the lighting in the room. If there is lighting, is there electronics around? Um, the temperature of the room. So there's a lot of specifics about that. So sleep is another one that we look at. And lastly, what's your activity like? I have so many people that are still working home from COVID and it's all about everybody else but them. They get up, they start their day on their laptop, they maybe drop their kids off or maybe they're a caregiver and you know they're, they're doing whatever they need to do for their caregiving and then they're back and they're working. And essentially, they're not moving all day. And I say to them, how many steps do you get, right? Let's just get a baseline. And most of them, they're not even getting 2,000 steps a day. No wonder why they don't feel good. No wonder why they're triggered and, you know, they, they, they want to eat maybe, you know, the simple carbohydrates. And I hate to say it, but 95% of the percent of the people that have come into my office or that ask me questions about these GLP uh, classifications of job, like, you know, your Ozempic and your Gobi, it's people that fit this type of lifestyle. So I always say to them, before we start thinking about a costly injectable with side effects, let's look at your lifestyle. The other thing that I want to bring up and that I do think is important, we do have an option to some supplements. I always go and look at diet first and nutrition because I believe that that's the first healing property and mindset and movement and rest like I had just reviewed. But we also have access to some supplements. And there is one supplement that I think is helpful. It's um, a lot of talk about it, I believe, in the media, but it's called berberine, right? And berberine is just essentially found in plants. And it's another thing that can actually help with insulin resistance. And one of the main features or one of the main, um, you know, uh, functions of berberine is it actually helps to prevent kind of like a break on the liver, And one of the things that the liver does is it releases a 24-hour supply of glucose, which is sugar, into our bloodstream. And you might say, well, why does it do that? It does that because we need energy 24 hours a day. Why? Because when we're sleeping, we're breathing. 
<laughs> right? Therefore, we need energy. So that's one of the main goals of the liver. And there's some medications out there for diabetes, metformin being one of them. That's one of the functions within metformin is putting that break on the liver. So anyone that's on metformin, they probably know they got to go every six months to get their LFT, which are liver function tests, uh, analyzed just to make sure that, you know, the liver is is okay. It's up to par, right? And again, this is neither bad or good because everybody is different and you know what's appropriate for you. I always, always tell everybody, talk with your doctor, um, you know, explain to them that you're working with a registered dietitian and together we can make a collaborative plan. But berberine may be something that you may want to consider. The other thing about berberine is it helps decrease that insulin resistance. Again, if that insulin, which is the key, is a little bit lazy and it doesn't want to come out, berberine can kind of help and give it a jolt, make it feel a little bit better. Um, It can also slow down the breakdown of the carbohydrates in your gut, right? Remember that GLP-1 is already a hormone that does exist in the gut. So if we start making some lifestyle changes, we start giving it some slow um, or complex carbs along with the healthy fat and the protein. We start moving a little bit. Maybe we give it a little bit of berberine. Guess what? That GLP-1 may start becoming more abundant than it was before. And that's because uh, that gut flora, right, those bacterias, those good bacterias that we need are starting to develop and become more abundant in the gut. That's another function of berberine is it can actually help um, kind of stimulate and help with the amount of the good bacteria in your gut. So what do I say if someone says to me, Cheryl, I want to lose weight. I want to go on Ozempic. The doctor told me they're going to prescribe it to me and it's going to help me with weight. I say to them, don't go on it. Do go on it. It's neither right or wrong. It's your decision. But before I do, I always say to them, let's talk about lifestyle. Let's talk about your eating and let's talk about other options before you go that route. It's up to you to ultimately make the decision, but I do think it's important. uh, Hence why I wanted to share this and talk about this today. Um, You know, again, Check yourself, ask yourself, does any of this resonate with you? If it does, and you feel like you want to talk about it and you have any questions, you know where I am. And again, uh, I hope that this was meaningful and I provided you with some information that is insightful. And I look forward to talking to you and providing more, you know, meaningful and uh, information in the next show. So have a great day, everyone. Thanks everybody for listening to the Dramatically Different Dietitian with your host, Cheryl Ravelis Magipinto. 